0: Hallelujah. Good morning. It's so good to be online with you all again. No matter what it looks like, God is faithful. And uh, I know it's a bit of a different camera shot, but please uh, just tune in and let's stay in fellowship with the Spirit and one another as we look to the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, The team has been also so contributive and diligent, and so here we are again. But no matter what's going on outside there, you need to know Jesus is coming soon. I mean, wow, it's so close, it's exciting, praise God. And so, meantime, let's see how we can align ourselves with the plan of God and get the work and whatever has to be. Testified of, let's do it, let's get behind the program and do what we know that our name. And whatever we are living for down here will be connected directly to the Lord. Even after we leave, people will know that. Hallelujah. So, you know, it's like time to do the right thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's worship him for a minute. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we praise you. Oh, we're so grateful, Abba Father. You are the great King, the Holy One. We worship you. We look to you, Lord, our Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being there for us at the right hand of majesty on high giving us the mighty Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us. The one who never leaves us nor forsakes us. Thank you, Lord, for possessing us in greater degrees. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We bless you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. (coughs) You know, um, by now... Every believer that tunes in and listens in knows that Jesus is Lord of our spirits. He's definitely the great shepherd of each of your spirits, and that is a reality. But the remaining part is, as you can see, making Him the Lord of our soul, our thoughts, and our body, making the Lordship available the other parts of us. You know, um, First Thessalonians says in the 5th chapter, the 23rd verse, that he wants us to be sanctified wholly or set apart wholly. And that means our whole spirit and soul and body. So Jesus is Lord right now over your spirit, but the soul, the emotions, and the rest of the thoughts are And then eventually your body have to be brought under His Lordship. That's what it's all about. So you are saved already. You know that in your spirit. Thank God for that. So this is what it's all about. And we are here to fulfill that complete dominion, or let's just say possession, taking over by the Lord Jesus, letting Him be Lord over spirit, soul, and body. And so that's what it's all about. In the end, we must be ready to uh, give him details of everything. You know, with that knowledge, with that understanding, we want to live one day at a time and go forward. So let's look at Romans, the twelfth chapter, and the first verse there, as we consider uh, these thoughts. <coughs> you will notice it starts with a plea of mercy. He says, I beseech you by the mercies of God. So there is mercy in all of these, including the beseeching of the believer. He says, um, sorry, I'm in Hebrews 12. Let's go to Romans 12. We will eventually go to Hebrews, of course, but notice there, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. A living sacrifice. It sounds like an um, impasse, or let's say, maybe conundrum <laughs> or heavy words. Well, basically, impossibility. How can you have a sacrifice that's living? You see, uh, sacrifice is supposed to be dead. But then here you're supposed to have a living sacrifice. So it, it doesn't seem to... Yes, it's not from the natural that we are talking. We're talking from the spirit realm where we have yielded ourselves to be not living for our plan and agenda and purpose, but for His purpose. So the rest of our body, our soul, our emotions, intellect, the choices, all of that, then becomes you know, dominant and rules over the body. And then it becomes, in quote, a living sacrifice. So to present the living sacrifice is our um, spiritual act of worship, one version says, our reasonable service, according to the um, um, King James. Notice here that we are priests after the great high priest. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen generation. We are special now. And this is one of our main acts of worship where we present, you see, uh, the living sacrifice to the Lord. Hallelujah. So this is what we are planning to do till we see him. Offer ourselves to His plan, His purpose, as a sacrifice, uh, following that Lamb of God that was offered, where He did not come to do His own will, but the will of Him that sent Him. So we are following His Lordship. Notice that. If He did it like that, then so do we. Praise God. And then, it doesn't seem to give you uh, direction in the first verse itself on how to do that. But it's there in the second verse. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, so there is a world out there that's trying to make us like them. Um, just animal kind of existence, a statistic in a certain number, in an ethnic group. Uh, in a certain boundary, etc. And that's about it. And It's all about struggling to survive and just uh, eke out a living or whatever. Top dog, survival of the fittest, etc. All of those things. So um, the normal laws of demand and supply, etc., (laughs) etc. But you don't have to be conformed to all that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It's not that somebody's throwing some bits of scrap and we need to go struggle and grab it and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> Praise God. We have to disabuse our mind from such thinking. See, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove or demonstrate and show uh, in actual life what is good, acceptable, and perfect in the will of God. So, <clears throat> notice that there are always grades to what you can achieve in God. Um, but why, why should you drop the standard? Why don't you just go all the way? Praise God. Let's hear um, Romans 12.1, also in Canada.
1: In the Sahodaray, Nivu Nima Dehagalano, Parishudavu, they were again Sajiva Yadavagi, Samar Pisa, ಇದ do they Praise God. That's good. So from there so it's from that kind
0: of springboard of thinking that we need to live on a daily basis um, therefore our Pressing into the Word and the things of that world from which we came, you know, we're born from above, born from heaven by the Spirit of God. So that's our natural, in quote, life. That's where we come from. And so we need to keep surrounding ourselves with that image and that thought pattern. And then we will have our place of, in quote, sacrifice, which is actually dominion on the earth where Jesus is Lord Jesus is actually now becoming Lord and using your spirit as his throne to rule over every area of this natural life praise God so with that kind of thinking we proceed don't be conformed or molded and pressured by this world and its uh, failing systems it is becoming more and more evident that it's all failing and man is attempting uh, to hold the earth together and keep everything going. And that is their struggle. But you and I know that it's our time to leave. The church age is coming to an end. And we are in the very last <coughs> of those last days. And so we want to live the right way and then go home. Praise God. What's on the uh Scope ahead of us is a lot, so we are not like the world. We are from above. Let's look at uh, a scripture that is going to be uh, manifested very shortly. I believe in Revelation 19, and uh, very, very nice thinking thoughts and so on. <laughs> Glory. I start to read from verse 6, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God, the Omnipotent, reigneth. Imagine all of those thunderous sounds and voices saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God, the Omnipotent, reigneth. Hallelujah. Awesome sounds. God is into sounds and lights. and Wow. Praise God. What do you think? (laughs) Verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice. And give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is come. Praise the Lord Jesus. So you're going to get ready for some marriage. Praise God. You know. Hallelujah. The marriage of the Lamb is come. How many of you know that usually it's very exciting to just go to a wedding and especially if you know the couple and then, of course, all the dressing up and then the food and all of that. It's a very, very merry time and everybody's excited, right? Well, this is going to be the most exciting marriage you've ever been to. It's going to be the full full works. (laughs) The marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife has made herself ready. O, glory to God. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Praise God. So you will notice here that every um, maybe Christian wedding, they try to wear white where do you get the idea it's from here actually that it's a symbol of one that is pristine and kept and everything is just in order and they are all upright etc etc the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints one version says the righteous deeds of the saints hallelujah so there is this whole issue of dressing and um, I don't know if you've watched any of these uh, programs that are aired about weddings and all of that. Man, they spend a lot of money for just one dress sometimes. A couple of lakhs for just one dress that's going to be worn one day, and that's the end of that. (laughs) Praise God. But notice there that this is the image that it's supposed to be coming from. And here it's going to be a dress that you never change. It's going to be eternal. Hallelujah. You'll be wearing that forever. Because the church, which is the body of Christ, is going to be changed at some point, and the church is going to become the bride. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When the church becomes the bride is because she has been perfected and or matured. And that will only happen after the judgment seat of Christ. Not the eternal judgment there, but where the believer has to go and stand before the throne of God. I think we have not translated anything here into Kannada. So let's see if we can get uh, maybe verse 7 and then 8 in Kannada first.
1: Toshapadona, Harsha Gulona, Athan and Lu Ganapadisona, Yakan Tana Vivaha Bantu, Athanige Vivaha Vagua Kanyu, Tananu Sidamadikon did Dale and Amen. And if you notice... Mada, <coughs>
0: If you notice how it continues after that, to the ninth verse, it says, And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. I mean, you get happy if you're invited to some very special wedding where everybody's so well off and Famous and all of that, you know, and you were actually invited. Wow. You may even have to show your invitation. (laughs) One of those things, you know. Can I see your invitation, please? And then you have to proffer it. (laughs) You know, those types. I don't know if I've been to many of those, but praise God, this is going to be one of those ones where you are blessed to be invited to it. Man, you are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Whoa! Oh. So in our little readings earlier on, we talked about how it's not like <coughs> everybody thinks how the Gospels and the virgins that were foolish and wise talk about things. Um, it's a little bit different when you look at the Scripture. But there will be the bridegroom, of course. There will be the bride. Hallelujah, and then there will be the friends of the bridegroom and friends of the bride. Makes sense, right? So who comes to the wedding? Friends of the bride, friends of the bridegroom. Yeah, that's how it goes. So you you need to know who these ones are. If you look at it a little bit, you will notice friends of the bride will be those who um, hang around even after we leave. And they get saved around that time. Friends of the bridegroom will be those who, you know, have been saved until the church uh, age. Praise God. Things like that. So, you know, more closely related to the Jew and the Jewish people will be the friends of the bridegroom. And then those related to the church realm, the church age, will be the friends of the bride. Praise God. Anyway, don't uh, labor your head about it too much. The idea is that, praise God, hallelujah, you're going to this blessed marriage supper of the Lamb. I do believe that even though the marriage will happen in heaven, the marriage supper itself will be on the earth. Because, the scriptures declare that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. In other words, after getting married in the Father's house with all of heaven's glory, he brings his bride back to the earth and then he feeds her and, and all of the party-hosted uh, effects and the, those that are invited and everybody's going to enjoy that marriage supper of the Lamb where the Son rules. In other words, it will be during the time of the millennium where everything is restored back to His Lordship and His control and there's no curse on the earth. And Wonderful, wonderful, awesome times. And that's what we should be looking forward to. So Jesus is going to bring us back And we're going to celebrate and have that marriage supper with him on the earth. Praise God. Let's see if we can look at a scripture or two along those lines also. So, um, you know, you don't have to agree with everything that is being said. You can think about it. But this is my thought. This is what I have believed in. Uh, after studying scriptures a little bit more. And I believe I'll be studying more and more. So, praise God, this is how I am right now. If we go to the book of Isaiah, we notice they uh, very interesting. It's all about how they will come from the house of David and Jesse, talking about the Lord Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, making him of quick understanding and all that, that he will judge with righteousness. Um, Then he will smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, slay the wicked. In righteousness shall he be, or rather shall be the girdle of his loins. Verse 6, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, So we're looking at Isaiah 11. With the lamb (coughs) and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a child shall lead them. Wow. How about that? Have you ever seen uh, leopards and lambs lying together? (laughs) Yeah, that looks like something out of Disney uh, fantasy. But this is what's going to happen. During the millennium, there's going to be lions and lambs and leopards. And notice that there will be a little child leading them. Young lions and children playing. Wow. calves and kids. Whoo, glory. It's going to be interesting. So whatever you've been uh, maybe thinking and dreaming about from your Disney is going to be actually happening. Wow. Praise God. That's the time when the curse is reversed <coughs> and there's no Satan on the earth. Wow. No curse on the earth. What a time that's going to be. Hallelujah. So get ready to jump on lions and lambs and play with birds and swim with dolphins. and Wow, it's going to be fun. <laughs> so it's like, Welcome to Wonderland. And that's where the supper is going to happen. The marriage supper. Praise God. In Jesus' own dominion. Can you see that? Where Jesus is Lord. Truly. See, we have bowed our knees now, but one day <coughs> it's going to be absolutely a reality where Jesus is Lord, even in the natural realm. And that's where peace and prosperity, like never before, will just fill the earth. Hallelujah. Verse seven says and the cow and the bear shall feed, the young ones shall lie down together, the lion shall eat straw like an ox. Wow. Gonna be interesting. I don't know if he'll change his you know, dentition or something, I don't know, but Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. And the suckling child shall play on the hole of the asp. That's a you know a poisonous snake presently, but a child will be playing with the whole of that, you know, where it's nested. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice's den. Another expression of a vicious snake there, poisonous serpent. He says, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Hmm. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord and as the waters cover the seas. Praise God. So that's when some of these prophecies that we, you know, use in prayer and that's all wonderful will actually come to pass. Where the knowledge of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas and there will be such rampant, copious prosperity and peace and soundness and welfare and well-being and prosperity and longevity and length of days and So much will be given upon the earth, all for the glory of the Lord Jesus. And thank God, you and I are His family. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a time that's going to be. Praise God. So, you know, this is what we are getting ready for. This is what we are preparing for. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. Praise the Lord. So let's see if we can hear some lines of this in Kanada also. Maybe we can read um, verse 6 uh, all the way to 9.
1: Priya sangada vaasisu vadu. Chirateyu meke mariyundige malagu <laughs> vadu. Karuvu prayada simhavu kushta pasuvu uttigiruvavu. Yuvudhanu ondu chikkamaguvu nadisu vadu. Su karanya senggara melu ಮರಿಗಳು ಜೊತೆಯಾಗಿ marigaru jutey ಎತ್ತಿನಂತೆ malu wu, ಕೂಸು ನಾಗರ etin ಮೇಲೆ bulanu melu ಬಿಟ್ಟ ಮಗುವು ಹಾವಿನ hutta ಮೇಲೆ mele adu wadu, mule bitta magu, havi bilada mele kayha ku wadu.
0: So there you can see, this is the next great event after the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ooh, glory. So you and I will be in heaven, raptured in glorified bodies. And we will be spending seven years there. And I believe that you know we'll be doing our own special decoration time there before Jesus. He will perfect us. Bring us to complete maturity uh, before his throne. And that's the time you will wear those special garments and be chained into the bride. (laughs) The bride of Christ. Praise God. So you can see these things are they're amazing, but you can see the pictures of it are all around us in the planet. And you and I as the church have this ability to enjoy a foretaste of all this blessedness before it actually happens. But notice here that this is where we're going. This is what we're looking forward to. Praise God. So it's all about um, now allowing Jesus to be Lord of our thinking and our thoughts and then our bodies. Because it's going to translate that way into the righteous deeds of the saints. And that becomes our clothing. Praise God. And I don't know about you, but dress code is kind of important. (laughs) You know, sometimes you're very conscious of your dressing. And so these are the realities that we must be thinking about. So I believe it just makes absolute sense to make sure our dressing is all uh, in order. Hallelujah. That the righteous deeds are all set up, and whatever has to be done, has to be done. Amen? So this is a time to tie your laces and arrange your tie and, you know, settle yourself properly. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So let's move on. If you begin to think about it, the world says you are what you eat. Remember, we talked about that the other day. And that is a conforming idea that you should eat this and eat that. And Because they are only thinking about the natural realm. They they are trained by the senses. They've studied for years and years about the sense realm. And uh, they have studied everything from that way of looking at it. Now, if you just fed your body and took care of your body alone, what would you end up with? You would end up with, uh, you know, Mr. Olympia or... Arnold Schwarzenegger III or something like that, you know. And uh, if you just, you know, trained your mind constantly and put all your effort into training your mind, you become a very, very, very intelligent scientist type of guy. And usually those guys become tyrants also. They use their mind to control everybody else and dominate by their idea. And you can see that the combination of all these things are what is happening right now. That is the dominion of the earth, the the natural world. That's how it is being run. They forget that there's another part that is spirit realm. You see, that they have barely grazed at. Some acknowledge it, but they don't know much about it. But here we are, spirit, soul, body. All three. And God wants us to actually enjoy a set apart uh, domi- dominating or dominion of Jesus, lordship of Jesus in our spirit, our soul, and body. So that's what is going to produce a foretaste of the millennial reign of Jesus. You and I can be actually have Jesus ruling uh, in our spirit man on the throne of your spirit. And therefore, peace, prosperity, that wonder, that awesomeness of the millennial reign can be experienced by us right now, before we go into heaven. You see, so that's what it's all about. Not being conformed to the world and just training certain aspects of your life, but understanding it from God's perspective. This is our reasonable, logical uh, spiritual act of worship praise God notice how it translates into our worship our new covenant priesthood uh, sacrifices hallelujah very very interesting so uh, we've got our work cut out for us pretty much you can see we have a plan an agenda from heaven thank you Jesus so you could ask the question what is your life What is your life? According to Proverbs 4, you know, 20 and 22, let's go over there. My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. You know, you may be able to quote it just like that, wrote without even looking into the book. But If somebody asks you, what's your life? You may stutter around a little bit. But based on those scriptures, your life is the Word. Hallelujah. And if someone asks you, what is your health? Your health is the Word of God. It's not remziver or whatever it's called or hydrochloroxyquinone or whatever out there. That's not your health. That's not your health. Hallelujah. Your health is the word of God. Your health is his word. Praise God. Isn't that interesting? Let's go read Proverbs four now. Thank you, Jesus. We're not saying that you don't have to be uh, you know taking medication or anything like that, but that's not God's view. These things are there. Luke was a physician. He was called the beloved physician. And um, I believe it's logical to think also that those who did not receive their healing, he would help them with natural remedies. So praise God. Wonderful. Thank God for the willing and the obedient among such people. But you notice that there's a spirit out there where they don't really want you to live. Because the, the, the God of this world, Satan, he's out to steal, kill and destroy. They should be offering everything up to you and saying, hey, please, this is for you. This is yours. Please take it. Instead of holding it back and making you jump over loops and etc., etc. It should be clear. It should be Proven, It should be, you know, maximally handled because it's now going to be used by humanity. But anyway, I don't want to browbeat about these things. Uh, Let's go to the word. Proverbs 4.20 My son, attend to my words. That's what he's saying. Listen to what I'm telling you. Incline your ear to my sayings. Praise God. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Can you see how deep these things must go? So you have to go through the process of uh, listening and thinking and pondering over these things over and over and over and over until it goes into a place of settled consciousness. You are very conscious of it. It is so settled. That involves effort. In, it involves diligence. You remember there's this verse that you know causes people to stumble over in the book of Hebrews. I believe it's in the fourth chapter, just before, 12, before verse 12, which talks about the word. It says, let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest. Remember that? So people have wondered, why is there such a word? If it's all about rest, why should we labor? (laughs) See, this is how it works. It's about receiving a deep consciousness, a settledness from deep within, places that eyes do not see naturally, places that are not perceived naturally. That's where the consciousness and the guarantee must be. The confidence must come from that place. So it involves diligence to enter into the place where you can say, God and I are in complete agreement here. He's my father, I'm his son, I'm in his family. Whatever he said is final for me. That's where I come from. That is my life. He is my life, He is the length of my days. His word is my life. His Word is my health. His Word is who I am inside, and it will manifest outside. Praise God. I'm born of His Word. I'm born of incorruptible seed. I'm born from above. And that dominion, that domination of the man on the inside... Through the soul realm, the emotions, feeling, intellect, choices, now affects the body. And then the body comes in line, is put under the subjection and brought into that place of submission. And then you enjoy the foretaste of this millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So what is your life actually? According to these verses, your life is the word of God. For their life, verse 22, to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. What's your life? Your life is His word. What is your life? Your life is His word. Settle that. What is your health? Your health is His word for all your flesh. So it doesn't really say anything about eating. Eating. Did you notice that? Praise God. Let's hear Proverbs 4, 4:20 all the way to 22. Glory to God.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Let's go on and observe similar kind of thinking. Romans declares something we can observe here. Romans 14 and 17. Notice Romans has uh, some important themes and we have seen uh, most likely verse 23, quite a bit. But let's now pick up a familiar line in verse 17, where it says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Notice, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So there is a kingdom of God. What does that mean? The dominion. The word kingdom comes from two words, king and dom, or domain of the king, where the king rules. So the king's rule, or dominion, does not actually take place by just eating and drinking. It's not about the food you eat or what you are drinking. In God's kingdom or in the dominion of the king, the domination is by righteousness, by peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Praise the Lord. Thank God for good food and all of that. But that's not where the dominion comes from. The dominion comes from inside, from spiritual realities, from righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. And then he continues, For he that in these things serveth Christ, is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and the things which wherewith we may edify one another. Hmm. So it's about peace. It's about some settled things, a lack of discord. Everything is at rest. Everything is in the righteousness of God. Can you see that? Very, very interesting. So that's what we should be following after. That's very uh, unlike whatever this world can offer. They are trying to have a wholesome and holistic approach to life also. And praise God, we pray that they receive the understanding, the revelation. But for us, it's not about really what you eat or drink. Praise God. Your domain and dominion comes from righteousness, from peace, from joy, in the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? Woo, thank you, Jesus. So let's become more concerned about these things. That's why we need to meditate on certain scriptures constantly because that's our life. That is really who we are. Amen. So what we were saying was we are not actually just basing our life and our dominion on just natural food and drink. See, you're not just what you eat. You're not just what you drink. You're not just just natural out here. That's not really who you are. <laughs> Your dominion, the kingdom principles and dominion, are not operated just by eating and drinking the right stuff. It's based on righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, anything that affects these realities is going to affect your dominion. Praise God. Your right standing with God, your peace, let the peace of God rule. You remember that? Yeah. Your peace and your joy. So, these are deep things. They come from a spirit realm of awareness, of a guarantee that Jesus has given to you and to me. It's not based on just eating and drinking something or the other. In fact, if you read your Bible a little closely, there is a problem with overeating. That's the problem. Praise God. Can you see that? It's really the gluttonous person has committed the sin. So it's it's not really (laughs) what you eat, but what you overeat. You see, if you think about all these things, it's really amazing, isn't it? But thank God, you know, for any help you may be able to receive from the natural realm in being able to uh, come to terms with the physical side of life and help it, help your physical existence. Praise God. I mean, God help all of us. But can you see that the core truth about it is, It's not based on your eating and your drinking. In fact, if you like to look at it more scripturally, it's the overeating that's the problem. Hallelujah. The glutton and the wine bible or the over-drinking person there, it's all the excess. In the excess is where the problem is. Moderation, etc. is the key. So, my brother, my sister, you can see we are not trying to condemn this, that, or the other, but we want to get the right perspective because we're going home soon and we're going for this amazing marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. So, let's be more kingdom of God-minded, God on the inside-minded, that our life is not just based on external forces. Things on the outside are not what determine our life and our health, but rather what he said. Praise God. We will quote eventually, you know, some verses out of Canada also, but let's go on forward. Let's go to the book of James and notice the answer to that question from a natural point of view. And he says there, um, in the 14th verse of James 4, he says, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? Notice, it is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. What is your life? It is even a vapor. See, so that is being compared to a temporal vanishing uh, vapor that you are just like a smoke that's here for a little while and then You disappear. You may have noticed how suddenly you realize, oh, that person is not here anymore. He has left that temporal existence. See, so we are here on a time limit based on our dominion, based on our yielding to God and His plan. We can be uh, fulfilling that actual plan during our time on the earth or leaving it unfulfilled. And, you know, definitely not enjoying dominion on the earth. Praise God. Consider all of these things. Praise God. Maybe we can hear something in Canada also. Yeah, let's go to the previous line of thinking where we quoted and um, Romans 14 and verse 17. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Praise God but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. This is a great verse to camp on and think
1: about.
0: Amen. And we'll also go down to the book of Philippians for a minute and consider... Paul was now, I believe, at a place where he had basically uh, achieved some things in his life which he thought he was supposed to. And he continues to talk in that area of the Philippi, Caesarea. He says in nothing he'll be put to shame, but Jesus will be magnified in his life. Or even in his death, then he continues giving us a very valuable thought. He says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's verse 21. To live is Christ and to die is gain. You know, have you noticed uh, on the earth, even in the ER or the emergency room or theater, operation theater, when a patient passes on, they say, we lost him, we lost him. But here he says, (laughs) to die is gain. If you're in Christ, if you're living for Jesus, hallelujah, it is a gain to die. It's not a loss. Think about that. So it's not the world that determines these things. You don't have to agree with them. If you are in Christ, for you to die is a gain. But then, you know, you need to be able to also enjoy foretaste." of Jesus being Lord in your spirit, soul, and body. And that means that you have a place of authority and dominion to enjoy what He has paid for, to enjoy the benefits of what His Word said, which is your life, which is your health. Amen. Uh Aha, so... Verse 22 continues, If I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I what not. Notice here he's saying, I have a choice in this matter. I'm wondering what to choose. I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Far better. So, it is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So our testimony, our confidence, our expectation is to have a rule and dominion over circumstances, situations, every challenge, every test, every trial, and go home in glory. So that others can see it and be edified and built up. To help build up another life is our whole plan. Otherwise, it's far better to depart and be with Christ. You see that? So he was confident that because of his plan and his thought in the direction of being on the earth to bless somebody, to further somebody's faith, to help their joy, he would remain on the earth. Praise God. Notice that in verse 25, Having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all, For your furtherance and joy of faith. Notice that joy, faith, rest, righteousness kind of thinking. That combination is what we are talking about. These are the values that are from the spirit realm that give us a guarantee, a confidence that we will remain and do what we have to do. Praise God. So, thank you Jesus. That we are understanding these things more and more. That you are seeing a purpose, a uh, actual plan from heaven for you and for me, for anyone who is a believer. The domination or the dominion of Jesus over the spirit, man, soul and body which gives you enjoyment, foretaste of heaven, foretaste of the millennial reign of Jesus in your present reality, in your life today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Let's hear also maybe um, verse 21 of Philippians 1 and verse 25 also, if we can.
1: Verse 25 also.
0: Praise the Lord Jesus. So eventually you find out that we are in a world that's ridden with guilt, fear, doubt, unbelief. They're just cringing, natural, animal type of existence. The God of this world has blinded their minds. They don't know. They don't understand. They cannot see the light of the glory. All of these factors. But you are living here too. And it will try to creep on you. Thank God that you don't have to accept it. So you are in a state of constantly going against the flow. Hallelujah. These are deep things. And they will try to find their way into your life through the eyes, through the ears, through the mouth. And so we have to be careful. Therefore, there is a certain attitude and a spirit with which we operate. It says in 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Notice that this is not the spirit that you have. Fearful, cringing, worried, anxious, hopeless. No, that's not the spirit that God gave to you. God did not give you such a spirit. The spirit that you have is the spirit of love. Notice that. Power and a sound mind. Praise God. So we have to actively refuse the fear. Actively refuse the fear. There is fear out there. And that comes from the devil. It's not from God. Praise God. God has not given you and me a spirit of fear. But he has given us a spirit of power, love and a sound mind. Praise God. Because this is our life. This is who you really are. Can you see that? This is who you really are. Let's hear Second Timothy 1 and verse 7 in Canada, please. glory to God this is who you really are you remember in Colossians the third chapter in the third verse it says for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God you are in that secret place you are in a hidden place Hidden with Christ in God. That is where your life is. The next verse, verse 4 says, When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. So this is your life. It is a hidden place. It is a hidden thing. It's a hidden person. <laughs> it's an invisible person. He's a spirit being. He's the Christ. Hallelujah. He's the word. He's the guarantee. It's the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's not what you eat or drink or what you don't eat or drink. Hallelujah. And we have to, you know, maintain that place again and again, over and over, so that you and I are ready constantly to attack any other kind of thinking. Praise God. You notice how that third chapter starts. It says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things that are above, not on things on the earth. Not on things of the earth, because the things of the earth would like to affect you. See, the things of the earth would like to force you and affect you. And therefore, it's a matter of where you put your affection or what affects you. What affects your life? What affects you right now? I am not going to be affected by the things of the earth. I am going to be affected by the invisible, hidden life where Christ sits at the right hand of God. So our force of life, What dominates us, what affects us, is from above, where Christ sits, at the right hand of God. Hmm. We need to set our affections there. Notice, we need to let God be true, every man a liar. We need to let the peace of God rule. We need to set our affection. In other words, these things don't just automatically happen. They have to actually be put there. They have to be uh, submitted to. The Lordship has to be submitted to. Jesus has to become or be made Lord of these various areas in our thinking. Hallelujah. Affection, thoughts, all of the choice realm, all of that has to be affected by constant barrage of words and thoughts about the things that are above Your true life is not really just the flesh and bone you see down here. The life that moves you and dominates you is Christ, is the Word, is His Spirit, is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. (laughs) So maybe we can hear the third verse of Colossians 3 also. Thank you. Canada. Thank you, Jesus. So you and I have a choice in the matter. I wish we didn't. <laughs> but that's why there is judgment, or that's why we will be judged by Jesus, not to condemn us, but to give us Appropriate coronation or appropriate um, dress and attire that will be celebrated throughout eternity. Wow, praise God. Don't you think that you and I should just be engaged right now in these matters? If not now, then when? If not you, then who? We are the ones that are here today. You're not here. In 2021 by accident. You are here purposely. God sent you here. He did not give him any extra wrinkles on his forehead. To bring you to the planet in 2021. He has been resting. He has been at peace. And that is his power. That is his strength. That is yours. Hallelujah. That peace. That joy. That being right. Is where your dominion comes from. That is where you rule and reign from. Hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe we can read verse 2 also of Colossians 3 in Kannada also. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Notice that we all have the same Bible. It's, It's that small, but it contains within it all of the thoughts of God. All of the plans of God. Wow, it's amazing that everything can be so masterfully written and kept for you and I to read and enjoy and fellowship with. Ultimately, notice in Philippians 2, it says in verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You are given access to the very mind of the Christ, his thoughts. His words, the way He is. And He's saying, I want you to start having the same kind of mind. Have the same mind of Christ, because that is what's going to allow you to live and enjoy a foretaste of that dominion of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. See how He's pushing us to a place where He's saying, It's in what you think. Think like me. Think like me. That's what makes all the difference. Hallelujah. And so, it'll take work. It'll take diligent effort to keep uh, restraining yourself from worldly information, fearful information, rather to go to peace, joyful information, righteous information. Hallelujah. Praise God. These are moments of the very last days and therefore there is a battle like never before permission has been given to darkness to such an extent that the earth is shaking she is tired she is groaning that she cannot take it anymore the time for her to be changed into that awesome millennial earth has come It's close by. It's just a few years off. And so we will be out of here soon before all of that happens. Praise God. So my brother, my sister, there is evil. There's times like never before. Unholy, unthankful influences. Disobedient to parents. All of that, that atmosphere of the last days. They're trying to come in and park on us rebellious, where you're just going animal, all out animal. Hmm. Therefore, don't yield, don't lie, receive those lies, do not give them admission at all. Let's hear Philippians 2 5 in Canada, please. Praise God. Sometimes, you know, you have to wonder. Do people really understand that this is a good God, is a loving Heavenly Father, that whatever He has said is because He has good plans for us, good thoughts for us, to give us a future, an expectation, to bring us to the end that is a wonderful outcome. At a marriage supper of the Lamb. Hallelujah. The earth bowing to Jesus, where every factor Climate, weather, everything is yielded to Jesus. All this climate change and everything, <laughs> it has to come to an end. And only Jesus' dominion and Jesus' rulership is going to bring it in. And people are not seeing it because it does not sound convenient to the natural man. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness unto him. He cannot understand these things because they are spiritually discerned. He is not able to understand these things. His mind is blinded. You need to pity them. They cannot see beyond their noses to be trapped by your five senses. See, so we owe them prayer. We owe them compassion. We owe them mercy. They don't know. They are walking around blind. You and I are custodians of this awesome revelation of God. We are from above. Praise God. So our outlook on all this is is different. We are concerned that they see the light, that the, the image of Christ be formed on the inside of them, that they get this message, the good news. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And nobody had good news the way Paul had good news in fact, even Peter said, I don't understand what he's saying. Because this was what was created for you and I to enjoy. He says in Galatians 1 4, Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world. Wow. Present evil world. Notice what it's called. He said, Present evil world. That means it's going to pass and there's going to be another world that's not going to be evil. It's a present evil world, but that's where you and I live. And therefore, He paid the price to deliver us from the forces of this present evil world. Hallelujah. Notice, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That is the whole message Praise God. That's the whole message. And then he, he continues talking about it and he said, verse 9, as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. See, of course, there's the word of righteousness, the word of faith the word of grace, etc. There are various angles to which you can present the gospel or the good news, uh, different perspectives, but it's not another gospel. Are you seeing that? So they were being conned about another gospel. That, hey, it's just like the word of faith. It's just like the word of grace, but they were being driven away from the fact that we are delivered from this present evil world and Jesus paid the full price for it that is the real gospel that is the gospel notice in verse 10 he says I do not or rather verse 9 as we said before I'm going to say it again he's saying it twice I now say I now again Say, I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than you have received, let him be accursed. An angel, a man, or even he himself, if he were to preach anything apart from what we just heard, that God has paid the price to deliver us from this evil world, from this present evil world. You don't have to accept it. In fact, you have to go the other way and curse such a person. Curse such a messenger. Even an angel from heaven. It's so funny how they fill your mind with rubbish that an angel said this and one morning I was praying and the Lord said that. My brother, my sister, if you hear anything apart from this, you are supposed to curse. Many people have not reached that place where there's a certain violence and domination in your spirit where you refuse any other message. Let's hear if we can, um, Galatians four, I mean one, four and five and then maybe jump down to
1: nine and uh, eight and nine. Okay. ಗೆ go, you go, you ನಿಮಗೆ you go, you go, you go, ಆಗಲಿ go, you go, you go, you go, you go, Praise
0: God. So, you know, it's... um <laughs> How often you have to guard your mind and not accept these subtle things that are trying to be planted there. You don't have to. You really are not in the business of moving bad news. That's not your role on the earth. Don't be a peddler of bad news. Don't join the rest of the gang in covering the earth with bad news. Your business is to cover the earth with good news. Hallelujah. That's why we're here, to spread joy, to give hope, future. That comes in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans talks about it and here he says it is his gospel. In Romans 16, 25, he says, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel. Can you imagine that Paul said that that was his gospel. according And the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. Now, it's been on the earth for at least 2,000 years. But it takes a certain understanding and desire to be able to receive that which Paul was talking about. And to be very strong about it. And to be uh, representing your life by those kind of words. And saying, this is my life. This is my life. This gospel is my life. Hallelujah. And to refuse anything else. That is your job. That is my job. Hallelujah. So you and I, um, we must begin to think about this more seriously. Can we hear uh, 16
1: and 25 also in Canada, please? Praise God.
0: Thank you, Jesus. In another scripture, in 2 Timothy 2.8, he refers to the same thing. He says, Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. So at least three times, four times there, he mentions that it is his gospel. Some people don't like Paul and his gospel. They just don't want to Uh, deal with the whole idea that God is a good God and that He has already done all of these things in His grace and paid the price so that you and I can live a happy, joyful, peaceful life in righteousness and enjoy a foretaste of heaven. Enjoy the foretaste of the millennial reign of Jesus on the earth in this present evil world. Glory to God. You and I must... Bear this properly. We need to be able to show it. We need to be able to live it. We need to be able to prove it. Hallelujah. The best message is that which we live. As they watch us, they must see. These people are unfazed, unmoved, unshaken. They are living peacefully, righteously, full of joy. They are living as though they are from another place. Some other force, some other life. That's your life. Praise God. Notice in Ephesians 2 and verse 8, the whole principle, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So there is Jesus paying the price for everything, taking our place, obeying things we would never have obeyed because of our flesh and our fallen nature, given to us by our forefather Adam, because he would not stick with the truth, Because, you know, even in that garden scene, you notice there, the lady, Adam's wife, she said, Hmm, very interesting. I'm not supposed to even touch it. That if we touch that tree, we will die. That's what she said. Where do you think that came from? Adam must have taught her, Don't even touch it, just to make sure that in her mind, she doesn't even come close to the tree. See? See? So he added the extra stuff. And so she said that even if we touch the tree, we will die. Adam added things. And so sticking with. Uh, uh, praise God. I don't maybe you and I may not have done a better job. Maybe she would just knock out or whatever. She was too gorgeous. But you know, your wife is supposed to be gorgeous according to God. Your wife is supposed to be your glory. Your wife is supposed to be treated with honor. As though God is her father. That you have married God's daughter. Hallelujah. Yes, that is supposed to be the attitude from heaven. And God works with that attitude. The way God sees things is the way we ought to see them. And that is when you enjoy the dominion. And the Lordship of Jesus in your soul and in your body and in other areas of life. So we press towards that. Contrary to the world, contrary to the lies that are being peddled out there. Jesus paid the price for every shortcoming, every failure. And then gave it to us and said, it's now yours. I give it to you free. And then the Bible says, now you receive it. So we are basically receivers. For by grace are you saved, healed, delivered, protected, preserved. Notice that. It's all done by grace through faith. So now our aspect is to receive from what has been provided by the cross and by the price of Jesus. Whatever he paid for in his death, burial and resurrection, ascension, and sitting, what he's doing right now, sitting there, praying for us, interceding for us, using our words, using our faith, using our belief, our understanding. See? We are to take advantage of that to receive. Hallelujah. We are receivers. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe we can hear Ephesians two eight also in Canada. See that everything has already been provided. All things pertain to life and godliness, that is the spiritual and the natural, not just for today but forever. That you and I can partake of divinity, divine nature, enjoy life on the earth, godliness. Contentment on the earth today in this present evil world has already been done and given to us through exceeding great and precious promises. Hmm. We take those promises, we immerse ourselves into them and yield to their hearing and seeing and speaking again and again and again and we receive the benefits of them. And we enjoy the dominion and the dominating force of Jesus being Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? I hope you're not being overrun with information, but you're getting understanding also. Hallelujah. We need to press into these things. You remember John the Baptist? He was one of the greatest and the greatest born of woman according to Jesus. No other greater than John the Baptist that was born of women. But then he said, Yet the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Can you see our position? That's really amazing, and we need to rise up to think about it, ponder about it. And during that moment of time when he was ministering, you know, Jesus said there a couple of things. Verse 11 of Matthew 11. Uh, Among them that are born of women, there is not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Glory to God. Very, very interesting. So they wanted uh, to communicate some things to him because he was in prison. And that's around that time that Jesus made those kind of statements. John the Baptist was imprisoned And he had begun to waver a little bit, I believe. And he had begun to get slightly bugged and all about these things. Even though he was a tough guy, he was greatest among all born of women. Isn't that interesting? So Jesus said, go and tell John the Baptist this. This should help him. Verse 4, Jesus answered and said unto them, go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. Notice, the blind receive their sight. The blind receive their sight. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. The poor have the gospel preached to them. He said, notice this. This is what is happening. There is a receiving of things that were lost. The blind are receiving their sight. See that? Hallelujah. So all that has been taken away from us is being received back when Jesus came and today He has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Whatever He paid for, we are receiving back. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we're in the business of receiving back whatever we lost. That was why... He said, I'm here to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm here to preach the Jubilee, that everything has been given back to the rightful owners. The sickness has been given back to the devil. Poverty has been given back to the devil. The curse has been given back to the devil. But the health, the wholeness, the soundness, the welfare, the well-being has been given to us. By grace you are saved through faith our receiving now is where we are hallelujah and then he tagged in one little caution in verse 6 and said blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me see this is how it continues blessed you continue in the blessing you continue in the goodness of God if you are not offended so they would hear the word he said in Mark 4 and after some time they would get offended when trouble came. So you have to persist through the test, the trial, the mess that is going on, constant barrage of information, all the lying things, and not be offended about God or the gospel or this blessedness that has been given to us. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear uh, verse 5 and 6 also in Canada.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So
0: here
1: you go.
0: Uh, the solution to all of this is Jesus is the word, Jesus is the guarantee, His name and Him are the same. It's all about enjoying a relationship with the word, with the name, with the things that are written in the scripture, to a place where your mind can go there and set itself there. Hallelujah. And be overwhelmed by those things rather than the things that you see or feel. So, in the 119th psalm, and I close with this, you know, we're we just going along. Notice one hundred and nineteenth Psalm and verse I think it's verse one sixty five. Let me make sure and then we will close it. It's a wonderful thought and it says very plainly that those who love his word, but in the Old Testament was the law, they would not be offended. They c- just cannot be offended. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So the more you love this reality, this person called Jesus, and the good news, wow, it's good news. I mean, I've never heard anything this good. It's, it's so good, it's hard to believe. But I'm believing it. You are believing it. The more you love the good news, and this person called Jesus, who's your guarantee? Whose name has been given to you? You cannot be offended. The Lord will keep you in perfect peace because of that. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear Psalm 119 and 165 also in Kannada. Praise God.
1: Hmm.
0: Great peace. Perfect peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Righteousness peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. I heard the testimony from Joyce Meyer of a person who was suffering with cancer and they said, well, I just have a few days left, so guess what I'm going to do? (laughs) I'm just going to go uh, get all the tapes and videos of the Three Stooges and I'm just going to watch them over and over and over and just laugh since anyway I don't have time left let me just enjoy and laugh and guess what? Cancer disappeared. <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. That's the power of what we're talking about. Just laughing at some comic, comedy out there from the trees to just, you know, stuff like that. and cancer just checked out, because the dominion of the kingdom is in righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, my brother, my sister, your body will be dominated by certain forces. It was created that way. And you and I should know that and live from that place. He that in these things serve God. Hallelujah. He's acceptable to God and to man. Amen. I believe you got something today. I believe you are blessed. And we are all in the pursuit of these realities. We have a great marriage supper to enjoy. And so let's get ready. Let's do these things. These are the righteous deeds of the saints. We'll be wearing them and enjoying ourselves at that wonderful party soon. Even sooner than you and I think. Hallelujah. Let's take communion and reaffirm our status. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. It's not a symbol of uh, penance or uh, anything like that. It is not a, just a vain ritual. It is a memory that we are calling on. We are remembering why Jesus died. We are remembering that He actually came and died and that He paid the price so that you and I could enjoy all the benefits. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. And so, um, don't forget, you can do this in your home right now. And anytime you want to remember His goodness, what He paid for, His grace, His gift, you can just take the cup, take a little bread, you know, whatever is available there, and you can say, I remember that you paid for me. I remember you did this for me. I remember. You shed your own lifeblood for me. I remember you were tortured for me. You paid the price that I may live. I may live and enjoy your benefits in this present evil world. Delivered life. Free to enjoy what heaven paid for in this present evil world. And that's your will. That's your will, my Father. That's your will, my Lord Jesus. I accept it. I receive the benefit. Hallelujah. You can do that. In 1 Corinthians 11, he said there that whatever he had received of the Lord, he took it and in the 24th verse, he said, when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. To remember. To remember. To recollect. Thank you, Jesus. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. For as often as you drink it, notice that, as often as you do, it is in remembrance of me. So we are remembering that such a thing actually happened. Such a person actually came and offered himself because he was qualified as the Lamb of God In our place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So that we could enjoy fullness, wholeness, soundness, welfare, well-being. Nothing missing, nothing broken. The life of God could dwell on the inside of us. We could become the temple of the Holy Spirit. The mind of Christ could be ours. We could enjoy heaven on earth. We could enjoy the millennium now in our bodies, in our lives. Hallelujah. Let's do this. If you can join us today, that will be wonderful. Eat and drink. Lord, we remember. You are our Passover. You hung on that cross. You were tortured for us. It was for us. It was for us, Lord Jesus. By your stripes we were healed. By your sufferings, the curse has been removed. We are so grateful. In Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, we're so grateful. Your blood was shed. Our sins are removed, taken away. Washed. Cleansed. We remember all you've done for us. We remember all you've done for us. We remember your covenant with us. We remember... And worship you O Lord Thank you Lord We remember And we receive Wholeness Soundness Welfare Well being Nothing missing Nothing broken For us Our families Our work That which concerns us On every side In Jesus name Amen Hallelujah Ah, thank you, Jesus. This is how we prepare ourselves for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Praise God. My brother, my sister, I wish we had more time, but God is a faithful God. To enjoy your life one day at a time, live it out, receive these benefits, be a partaker of the divine, holy life of God. And let's get ready to go home. Be a testimony on the planet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you'd like to give this is a wonderful opportunity to do so. God is faithful. And in his name, in the name of Jesus, according to the word of God, we give. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity on the planet to give in your name. Give for your work. In Jesus' name. here. Mortal men receive, but there he that lives forever receives our faith, our thanksgiving, the grace of God that's in our lives, our joy, for you love a cheerful giver. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. We had a good time, I believe. Uh, Think on these things prayerfully. Thank you, team. Thank you so much. You're blessed.